Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. This is 1690 AM WBON. Good evening, everyone. And I am Kendall Moore, and welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Of course, we stream live, www.bon.com. That is the website to connect to. We are also a part of the iHeartRadio family, so we are grateful and we appreciate that. Listen, the number to connect, 312-763-3954, I believe. I, I think that. Am I right on that? Let me make sure I do that again. All right, 312-374-8130. That's the number to connect. Glad to be here. Just uh, had a great conversation with my man, Matt McGill, just left the building. Robin Lewis, what's up, baby? What's up with you? Robin. What? I saw you last week, and I was headed to Las Vegas when I was leaving. Oh, okay. Remember, I was going out to the... The Alpha Phi Alpha Convention. Absolutely. Because, you know, AHF, we spend money with everybody. Right. And so we were spending money with the Alpha, the men of uh, Alpha Phi Alpha. You had to fraternity. sprinkle some purple and gold among that uh, and black I show, and gold. You know, just like E-40, sprinkle me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly. We did just that. How was your week? It was great. Absolutely great. Busy, as usual, but great. All right. Very good. How them girls doing? They're fabulous. Thanks for asking. Not at all. Not at all. You know I have to do that every time I come in. I check in on you. You do. You do, and I appreciate it. I appreciate the fans you give me when I walk in. The fa- Oh, yeah, because it's hot it's in here. Cold. It's like Friday, so they just turn the air off. It's Friday. It's the Friday night show. Because it's a hot show. And, and then you turn it up. It's a hot that, show. That That's is. what it is. You brought the heat. Come on now. Thanks, Robin. All I right. always appreciate you. <laughs> All right, folks. So listen, I'm glad to be back in the saddle. Of course, Friday nights, we do what we do. Have a terrific lineup in store for you guys this evening. So much has taken place in, in the news. Wow. I mean, where do you begin? So this week, of course, we had two debates that took place with the presidential Democratic uh, presidential nominees. I'm I'm still yawning. I heard everybody try to put their spin on it and try to make it seem like it was something. But truly, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it was absolutely nothing. No one won, in my humble opinion. Uh, Kamala, hmm, I'm, you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, maybe. Now I'm like, hmm, probably not. Corey. Stop it. I don't mean, who in the hell, what? Robin, I'm looking at your face, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm like, who is this guy? He reminds me of someone who wish he had grew up in the hood and probably did on the other side of the street. So he wasn't quite in the hood. He's not unfamiliar with But it. he knew, like he knew a couple guys on the other side of the street. And so he that was his claim to fame. Yeah. 
But then he went on because, you know, he really wasn't a part. And now, you know, to make the comment about to, to Joe Biden, you know, about the, the, the flavor of the Kool-Aid, <laughs> I wanted to say, brother, you you tell what you know about Kool-Aid. What, what do you know about sugar water? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever drank sugar water in their lives, right? Oh, boy. You know what I'm talking about, sugar mm-hmm. water? You ain't had a flavor. You ain't had a packaging. Right. Or the flavor-aid. Remember that? You couldn't afford Kool-Aid, oh, so you had God. to have flavor-aid. And you had to split half of that pack to put it in so you could make some, you know. Okay, okay. All right. So <laughs> but it, make it, us all so, seem so, real But here's poor. the thing, though. It kills me, right? It kills me when all of the presidential candidates, if you, if, folks, if you pay attention to it, everybody wants to tell you that they were poor before they got into the position that they were in. I, I came from a single home family. My dad was an immigrant. My mama was on crack. Like, come on. What? Like, what in the way? Everybody in the, 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 they want to connect with you some type of way. And at the end of the day, again, as I have so eloquently stated here, it was all for naught. I'm glad it's going to bubble down. Here comes in September. I I only see four uh, remaining, and that's going to be it, and then we're going to move on. F in fact. I'm going to say that conversation. That's what I'm going to do. Anyway, that's going to be the end of it. Listen, I got a special guest in the building with me this evening, folks. You guys know her. Matter of fact, you hear every week on my show, she used to own the rights to me. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I'd be a millionaire. DeVita Flute. What up, Vita D? Wow, I thought you were going to stand that presidential uh, topic a little bit. I don't even know why. No, 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 no. It's like nothing to talk about right now. Well, Unless you make it uh, something. Go ahead. What were you about to say? No, I'm just going to say that uh, Trump's going to be a president again. I'm very afraid that that really I'm, is no, going to be a I'm reality. You, it is. I'm, this is all. I hate to say it, but I called it the first time. I got chewed up. And a couple of friendly offers. You must be crazy. Uh, uh, Clinton, Hillary, go Hillary. And I wasn't, I was for her. She definitely wasn't going to win. But America, we all, Trump will be your president again. (laughs) I don't want it to be, but I'm just telling you. Just have fun. Oh, my God. Just having fun. Create the packs. Make money. Speaking of packs, I heard what Willie Wilson was around here doing. I was listening to Maze earlier this week. I yeah. I could not stop laughing with Maze and Todd Strozier's. I mean, I'm like, what? <laughs> Boy, they know they went into Willie. Uh, you know what? Man, shout, man, love to you, brother uh, Wilson. They, you know, I ain't talking about you. But now I'm he's there. doing reparations. That's what they were talking about yes. because the pack thing didn't work. So now he's trying to get all the aldermen to p- jump onto this reparation thing. Like, what did you do? He's trying to uh, do a crusade that will continue to help the black community. So he wasn't able to uh, become mayor. So this is a this is a great platform for him. Um, what do you think about reparations? Period. You know, I just listened to for the first time that Katrina Brown piece. Uh, so reparations. You know, I've had a couple of shows on. I know. I've had a couple of shows on reparations. Mm-hmm. We deserve them. That's my bottom line. Boom. Period. Hey, listen, I got to take a break. <laughs> Kendall Moore show. Don't touch the dial. We're back in a moment. We're VON. Kendall Moore will be right back on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON.
minutes after the hour it's the kendall moore show every friday night folks from 6 to 9 p.m of course we stream live at www.bon.com make sure that you guys are uh, participating tomorrow in the master sales class for today's entrepreneur and business professional make sure you're joining wvon it's going to be at persona 408 south Wales street it's a customized four-hour crash course that will help you discover the serial seller inside of yourself course you've heard brother Carr. he's been here he's been interviewed absolutely fantastic individuals make sure you are there it's still not too late for you to sign up tickets are 125 dollars, and they are available at eventbrite go to wvon master sales class and visit wvon.com all right folks i am very uh, happy to uh have my next guest on right now this earlier this week, um, I believe it was early this week, but anyway, nonetheless, though, um, uh, a report came out that African American females, Robin, you're going to love this, African American females have the most education in the world among all ethnicities, ethnic groups, and anything that you could possibly, however you want to uh, uh, chop it up, whatever diaspora you, you're talking about. Whether you're in the Caribbean, whether you are Asian, whether you are European, it matters not. The sisters are here. Men lie, women lie. The numbers, they just don't. And so when I saw the study, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I should have known because so many powerful women are popping up across the world. And everybody, have they all of the women are coming into their own. Speaking of which, big shout, Lori Lightfoot, you're still doing your thing. Kim Fox. Um, you know, Miss Stratton, you know, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. I say all of that to say uh, my next guest, uh, Miss Sharisa Purnell, who is the founder of the Young Women Professional Leadership. Um, she's a leadership development coach and also of the creative, dig- and she's a creative digital strategist. Didn't mean to butcher the, the title, but many of you who know Sharisa Purnell, Know how incredible of an individual and person she is. And without further ado, uh, let me welcome her to tonight's program, or this evening. Let's put that microphone so we can... So. Can y'all hear me? All right. All right, we can hear you loud you and clear. You can hear me loud and clear now. Hi, how are you? I am doing great. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on a great run, I, and I'm feeling good, so thank you. Not at all. When we say great run, run <laughs> means that we have to end somewhere. Mm-hmm. So your journey, the journey is forever. Oh, so yeah, your, yeah, yeah your, your journey. Yeah, yes. That, help me with this, because I really don't, I don't have the answer to it. 
I know a lot of incredible Mm -hmm. women, especially African-American women. And every time your name comes up, their eyes light up like, oh, my God, (laughs) that's my girl. Do you know that I did this with her? Do you know I did this with her? So earlier this week, uh, one of my colleagues texted me, being nosy, uh-huh. Uh, it was like, hey, who you got on? Who you interviewing it, on your show this week? Um, her name is Creola Hampton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mama Cree. She yes. said she calls me Mama Cree. You going to have her on your show? So, I said, yeah, she's coming yeah. on my show. So I want to let you know, even, even you know, wow. the more seasoned women yes. hold you in such high wow. esteem. So, again, wow. you yourself, your journey, tell the VON listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so a little bit about me. Wow, where do I even begin um, with my journey? My journey started, I, I am a nonprofit baby. Okay. So my journey started really with growing up watching my mom. My mom retired after 35 years of social service, okay. right? So she ran group homes for girls. So I grew up watching her care for, um, you know, um, wards of the state. She ran a group home. She had 10 girls and eight staff that she ran, right? Um, shortly after that, so before when I was in high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a pediatrician. And then I took AP Kim and was like, no, maybe not. But I'll come back to that because that's a great conversation around the whole STEM topic with okay. black women. But neither here nor there for, for this part. Um, and so I said, you know what, I, I really, I, I love giving and serving and watching that. And so I went more towards sociology, right, the theory of people, how um, how we work together, how institutions affect us, so education, religion, um, family. And so um, at 21, I actually got hired as a outreach specialist, and I started running after-school programming in the schools for girls. Okay. So, like, literally my entire work history is in nonprofit, is in the service industry, is working, coaching, um, mentoring young women. And so that journey lasted for about maybe 10 years. I took a little break when social media got started kind of popping in my late 20s. So that was like 2007. I took a little break and I started like blogging. Um, My blog name became Lady Reese Speaks. So I ran a blog. Mm -hmm. And then that same organization who had hired me to be an outreach specialist actually hired me to come and be their social media coordinator. So I started doing social media marketing for them. So that's where that digital, that creative digital strategist part comes in. So I spent a lot of time uh, watching media trends, learning how to kind of build uh, organizations' profiles, right, to make them profitable and visible, visible brands. And then after that, I went back into the coaching, mentoring side of nonprofit, became the educational manager, and then in, in 2015, my mentor, the the founder of Demoiselle to Film, Sharita Morrison, who this year we are celebrating 25 years, her her working with girls for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I am one of the original 14 girls that she started working oh, with wow. back in 1994, right? Wow. I know, right? And so I have been working with her all the time, and a lot of us work work with her. Back in 2015, we had a conversation, and she was like, okay. My time is up. <laughs> Who's next? Mm. Who's next? Who really has a heart to serve? You know, who has a heart to really reach back 
you know, you know, she talked, she's a Gen Xer, right? So she's watching us millennials and she's like, oh God, <laughs> she's like, you know, we're in a selfie culture. So everything is about you, what you do, right, who you right, are, right. where you are, what you've attained. And she's like, oh my God, but who is going to be the ones to reach back that go a little deeper than that? And it was really after that conversation that I launched the league, that I wanted to make this connection between achievement and service, that they were not opposite of the, each other. But the only way that we were ever going to make some real impact was to put the two, the two together. And so that's kind of where the journey took me. At the time, I was slated to actually be her um, her um, successor, but this kind of took off in a different way. And one of our other original 14 um, young women, Tori Tyler, actually ended up being passed down just recently as her successor. So I have been under legacy for a very long time when it comes to supporting black women, uh, being gender responsive to the needs of uh, black girls in our community. So that this has pretty much been my life's work. I certainly appreciate it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to tell you, Sharissa Purnell, she's in the building. Of course, the number to connect, have a conversation and ask questions, 312 Three seven four eight one three zero. When we talk about um, when we talk about um, gender equality, let's go yes. there. Okay. How did? Where are we with that? Okay, so because you brought it up, I did. Yeah. So okay, so quick, quick little. What does stats. that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we still are at the bottom of the totem pole. If you really want to. No, um, where it is with black women. Or how y'all feel. Uh, or, or is it a reality or is it not a reality? So here's the thing. Okay. Even though we are still the most, you know, degreed. Uh, degreed. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. We still only get paid 61 cents for every dollar. Right? Got so, it. Right. When it comes to fields like STEM, science, technology, engineering, and, and math, math yeah. right, we still have the lowest numbers entering in there. Most high schools, young women, black young women, by the time they've reached high school, already will tell you they don't like science and math. That's crazy. Right? So we still have a lot of gaps um, in education. We still have a lot of gaps in pay. We still have a lot of gaps in a, in a lot of areas that we still need to have some conversations and have some real um, how do we move forward with that, right? So that's why I don't necessarily get caught in the conversation about education and success because I believe that there are a lot of successful women, but are there a lot of women leaders? And those could be two different things. And that is a completely, that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> that we are going to have on the other side okay. of this. We got to go take a break, and it's the Kendall Moore Show. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the day. Is it out the most to king? Yo, it's about a thing.
Now, if anybody knows this song, if you're a Muslim messing with the jinn, jinn are like the, the, the evil spirits that uh, you know Muslims uh, believe exist in this world. Lauren Hill knows she's a, she's a diva, she's a sister, and she's definitely a power broker when it comes to uh, women comprehensively and overall. Of course, 1690 AM WVON. Welcome back. It's the Kendall Moore Show every Friday night from 6 until 9 p.m. Sharissa Purnell, she's in the building, folks, and we are having that conversation. I certainly appreciate you being here. I want to open up the conversation. Uh, Charles, I'm going to get to you in just one second. Charles has a comment about black women being trendsetters. We're going to get to him in a second. And uh, for the folks who want to join Charles, give us a call, 312-374-8130. That's the number to connect. Also, make sure that you're following me on social media at The Kendall D. Moore Show. Again, that's Facebook at The Kendall D. Moore Show. And I'm on Instagram at The Kendall Moore Show. That's Instagram at The Kendall Moore Show. The study that came out a week or so ago, and they, and they, and they do it every year. And mm-hmm. I, I think that they do it every year just to make sure that they're not making mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say the mm-hmm. days, I'm, you know, I'm talking about uh, the days. You get it? But again, <laughs> mm-hmm. it came out, it was released again today. And so the sisters, the, our sisters are queens not only from a beauty standpoint, but internally as well, relative to how smart you all are. Yes. So we were talking about STEM, and I want to bring that mm-hmm. up real quick. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? Um, females, in particular, black females, are steering away from science and technology. Uh, in your in your humble opinion, so or, I, and, and the math, the whole STEM piece, right? So I don't think that it's necessarily us steering away. I and, and I guess I. So I I am a mom. I have a 19 year old daughter. Okay. And who early on loved math, right? Here's the thing, though. As you go higher, and I'm going to be real with trying to be politically correct. This is my show. You got to be. <laughs> you know, we don't ask you if you ain't real on the Kindle show. Right. right. So as she went higher, right, and it got harder, when you don't have people who look like you, right, and so at the first sight of something being hard, a lot of times our girls have been told, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe this is too hard for you. That's what her teachers... Are we saying, is it the Beckys who are in the school? Oh, yes, absolutely. The Beckys are telling our black oh, girls absolutely. that they can be? Oh, absolutely. Feel. That's why I said by the time most of our, our young women reach high school, somewhere along the line there's been a disconnect where something has gotten hard and someone has told them they couldn't do it. It happened to me. I told you all mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. by the time I hit... I, I mean, and I was great. I, I had I got a, like an A in biology, had like a B in regular chem. By the time I hit AP chem and I began to struggle, my teacher told me, you know what, this going into the sciences, going to admit, that maybe if you're struggling with this, it only gets harder from here. And so I checked out. Mm. I checked out. Now, mind you, I still did a fourth year. I still did physics afterwards and recovered. But... It's easy when someone is struggling to tell them, you know what, that's too hard. Yeah, yeah. That's too hard for I get you. it. So a lot of times our girls are being shifted away from that a lot of times because, one, they don't either see people that look like them that are doing it or people who don't look like them are telling them that they can't do it. You know what's interesting about that? I have an intern right now doing my day job mm-hmm. who, she's a sister. She's out in, uh, Tus- she's, she's at Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. She is, her major is uh, marine biology. Wow. I love it. And she tells me, you know, every every time I get a chance to see her because she's doing so much, she's like, Kendall, you know, I'm the only I'm I'm when when she 
she's here for her intern. She's doing an internship with me, and she's also at the uh, Shed Aquarium as well. Yes. Like, she's, like, in the very minute population. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of African-American marine biologists. At and, all. And she just happens to be an African-American female. Uh, at, at all. So mm-hmm. I get your point. Yeah. Now, I don't – so – the the Beckys, right? It, yes. It's interesting. The reason I bring it up, and and I share this sometimes with my colleagues, they very they're very interesting to me. Uh, very. They, they start a lot of trouble, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, especially you know among men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're the reason. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever seen Troy, the movie Troy. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> destroy kingdoms. Oh yes. But when it comes to African American females, why is it? Uh, how do you ladies have? How do you navigate that? when you know that Becky really doesn't have your best interest at heart. Oh, wow. So here's the thing. So you have to have a really strong network and a really strong village, right? Because uh, I fought for my daughter. You know, I, I, I was at the school. I told her, I don't care how hard it gets. If you want to do this, you can do it. You, do you know what I'm saying? I feel you. So you, in order for us to navigate, it takes it takes having a really strong business. This is one of the reasons why I created the league, right? Because young women need to see other black women doing whatever it is that they want to achieve, right? We can't achieve and then just go get our Louis Vuitton bags and our Louboutins and then that's that, okay, right? Got it. Right. Got it. So we have to remember that someone along the journey came beside us and helped us transition and, and, and to navigate that. The Like I said, the best thing I can say is always keep your daughter. If you have a black daughter, a black, a black child, woman child, keep her connected to other black women. If you don't mm, have the say resources, that. say that. if you don't have the knowledge, find her somewhere, someone who does. And I will tell my daughter that all the time. Whatever I can't do for you, I have created a whole league of women. There you, there it is. <laughs> that if I don't know, Somebody in this league, somebody around us knows how to get you where you need to be. You, you know what I'm saying? I do. I yeah. do. All right, yeah. let's go. Let's go to the phone lines. Okay. Charles, how you doing? Thank you for your patience. Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Yeah, I don't, how you doing, Kendall? And how you how you doing to your guests? Uh, all right, Miss Cornell. Yep. Uh, you know the problem I'm having with this is that one of the problems that we have is that we in African American community we don't control our message. The okay. major media and the advertising firms, they basically control the message that we get. And it's significant that the defendant went out of business. Ebony Jet went out of business. Out of business, yep. yep. So now we are relying on people who steering us in a way where we shouldn't be going, such as they come out with this thing about black people, black women, a trend mm-hmm. if you I'm going to turn the mic back over to Miss Pernell. It's the Kendall Moore Show. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. Welcome back, Miss Purnell. She's in the building. 
312-374-8130. That's the number to connect. Ms. Purnell, so let's talk. Let's back to you. Uh, we ain't got a lot of time here. Uh, let's talk about what it is that you're doing. And then you got something very special that's coming up. Let's get into that. Yes. So real quick, um, so I started the league. The Young Women's Professional League is a philanthropic uh, initiative that's for young women 25 to 39, 20, 25 to 40, right? Okay. It was developed um, to honor young women leaders who are rising leaders making a significant impact in their field or in their community, right? And so um, every year we do a 40 under 40 award ceremony where we induct 40, to 40 of those. We have a big celebration. We've packed out Dusabo. We've had over 500 people come to Harold Washington the year before. Um, and so our mission is to build a network of young women leaders who um, support the holistic development of young women through our four core values, which is leadership development, service, philanthropy, and sisterhood. Mm. So those are our, our core values. So our impact area is young women 18 to 24. And I specifically chose that area, that, that impact population, because everyone loves to work with the little girls. Everybody like, oh, they're so cute and self-esteem and, you know. But once you leave high school, who's there to really help you on the next leg of that journey? Very critical. And to me, that is the critical time. Mm. Those decisions you make between 18 and 24 are going to take you the next 10. I should know because I had my daughter at 19, which shifted my journey, right? So those decisions are very critical at that time. So we that's our impact area 18 to 24 and we work in five areas workforce development life skills uh, mental health and wellness um college retention and completion and i'm missing one but i is losing my train of thought but those are my those are our areas so some so earlier this year we did a community uh baby shower to support young moms 18 to 24 then in the middle of the year, we did another thing for moms 18 to 24, a financial literacy workshop where every mom received bank accounts. We partnered with PNC. They all received checking it. accounts. I love it. Then we partnered with Rendell Solomon, One Stock, One Future. He came to teach the young moms about the stock market. Every mom left with stock for their children, right? Wow. Yes. And so this one, this coming up this quarter, we're doing a community trunk party. So that's what we have going on tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow we have 100 young women who are registered between the ages of 18 to 24 who are on their way back to college who we will be supporting by giving them a trunk full of uh, basic needs. I love it. As they go to school. Keep talking. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, I yeah, love it. Yes, I, yes. Because I can only imagine that so, they come from so many diverse backgrounds. Absolutely. There are a plethora of different needs from each individual in person, but for you and your organization and the, the women who support you and everyone who supports you, to be able to provide for for those young ladies is absolutely incredible. Yes. The trunk party. Where is it taking place at? So, like how, so how can now people I'm, support? Now, I'm not going to give the address. <laughs> I can't give the address. Because everybody in their mom's going to be there. All right, I got it. I got it. I got but it. if you would like to donate, you can donate via Cash App, right? We, we keep it simple. So it's the dollar sign YWPL Chicago. Give it to me one more time. YWPL Chicago. Okay. All right, so that's our cash app. Dollar sign YWPL Chicago. Yes. Or you can donate via PayPal at www.paypal.me forward slash donate YWPL. So www.paypal.me forward slash donate YWPL. Tomorrow is going to be the bomb. We have... Uh, we have a cooking demo 
Okay. A chef is coming out to teach the girls how to make healthy meals in their dorm rooms. Y'all know about the freshman 15, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> so we have them to teach y'all. We have someone coming out to do yoga and self-care, teaching them how to have some good coping skills when they're feeling stressed in mm. college. We're going to have a college panel to talk about some of the things that they may um, encounter in college. We'll have industry tables where they can go up to different tables and, and, and ask women who look like them about their journey in the uh, field that they may be wanting to study. It. I don't mean to cut you off. No, just, no, it's I'm just okay. Listening I to you like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a full stop, one stop yes. shop, comprehensively yes. addressing the needs of our young African American yes. sisters. Yes. Strong J. What else yes. do I say? Strong J. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So we are excited about that. Um, if you um, can't help right now or whatever that looks like keep sending because we're actually going to stay connected to the young women we'll be sending them some care packages in the fall probably right around um finals time just send them a little something say hey we love you keep going you're almost at the end Mm. you know to keep keep that up so please continue to donate for more information about the league you can go to ywplchicago.org and you can find out more about that nominations are open we are open nominations i am extending them just for you all because i came on the show today they actually ended on wednesday but i'm gonna open them back up because a lot of people are listening i know i know right so if you know a young woman a deserving young woman but between the ages of 25 and 39 who you believe deserve to be honored but also has a heart for service because she is being inducted into the league. So this is not just an award. You're actually being inducted into a league, and we actually spend the year serving. We actually have quarter events serving. So if you know a young woman, go nominate her. You can nominate her at 40under40ywpl.org, okay? Or go to our other website. It should link you back. Either way you go, you should be able to get to us. So nominate. All right. Yes. Hey, listen, thank you for stopping by the show today. I certainly thank appreciate you. that. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, we're going to definitely have you back during yes. the course of the year. The school year is going to be taking place, yes. and it does not stop on, on one stop on the show. Yes. It's a continued journey. So much love and respect. Thank Continued you. blessings on this thank journey, you. this fantastic journey, and for reaching back to our community and giving back to the world. Thank you. Thank we you. We thank you so very much. Good thank luck you. on Good luck. <laughs> on the uh, the trunk party tomorrow. Yes. All right? And so before we go, I want to make sure folks know it's the dollar sign, the letters w- YWPL Chicago. Yes. So that you can donate to these 100 very blessed young ladies yes. who are about to start their journey into womanhood. Yep. Folks, don't touch the dial. It's the Kendall Moore Show. We're back in just a little bit. It's WVON's original Friday night show, Kendall Moore. He'll be back in a moment. After the hour, it's the Kendall Moore Show. We stream live at www.von.com. We are a part of the iHeartRadio family. 
312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. want to uh, remind you guys again, tomorrow it's not too late. You can sign up and you can join the Master Sales Class. Of course, it's the Master Sales Class for today's entrepreneur and business professional. Join WVON. It's, uh, again, tomorrow at Persona 408 South Whale Street. And it is customized for you. It's a four-hour crash course that will help you discover the serial seller inside of yourself, Mr. Carr. He's going to share key insights that will assist you in developing the right skill sets to increase your bottom line, regardless of your chosen industry. Please, folks, you do not want to miss this, I assure you. Tickets are still available. You can go to Eventbrite or by searching WVON Master Sales Class Visiting us at VON.com. You know, I got this music playing right now because I feel some type of way. You know, Public Enemy and Chuck D, uh, back in the late 80s, you know, the 90s, they were not ahead of their time. They were very appropriate for the times that was going on. Because if you guys recall, if you, if you guys, if I can help you guys recall what was going on during that time, you know, there was a lot of uh, mass incarceration of young African-American men. You know, and of course, this was the, the war on drugs when that was taking place. And I just want to put everybody into that, put everybody into that mindset, right? And the reason that I want to put you into that mindset is because even if, as we speed up the timeline, and we're now here in 2019, even in 2019, 2019, African-American males are still heavily under attack on a day-in and day-out basis. And so the music that you're hearing in the background from Public Enemy about shutting, you know, shutting them down, it's not just you know, from, from the police officers. But it's also, you know, the institutional institutional racism. It's also the whole criminal justice system because they make so much money off of our backs. And I don't want to sound like a broken record because we talk about this continuously here at WVON. But this story that uh, we are about to uh, embark upon, it, it really it sparks a nerve. And I, I, and I, I want to have your full attention on this. And, and, and hopefully by the end of tonight's uh, interview... Also have your support. Joining me now live uh, in studio is Miss Octavia Mitchell. And I'm going back to a Chicago Tribune article that was written uh, May 13th. And it was uh, written by Miss uh, Denise Williams Harris and uh, brother William Lee. And this is one of those stories sometimes, you know, that... We read it and we, we're like, oh, man, that was bad. And then it gets swept under the rug, right? And not only does it get swept under the rug, but then it's forgotten oftentimes. So many of our kids, so many of our youth, especially in high school, especially the, the younger ones, unless it's just something that's just Mac major and you get a 1,000 people out there, 2,000 people out there protesting, it gets swept under the rug and we kind of we forget about it. You know, Laquan McDonald, we had to, you know, pry people's hands uh, open. We had to fire people. McCarthy had to retire. Rom had to not run for office because it was that bad. But it takes that. It takes that from our village for there to be changed. Earlier this week, we were having a discussion about the two sisters who just got shot over here on 79th Street, who were standing up for the right to be out there to support 
just the, all of the senseless killings that are taking place in the city of Chicago without any true answers to solving crime and, and these problems. Miss Octavia Mitchell, and I'm quoting from the Chicago Sun-Times article that I just referenced a minute ago, has carried since April 24th with her every step she takes that passes, and she refused to let it go. What took place in the spring of 2010 when two Chicago police officers fired three shots into the back of her son, Isaiah Jackson, and they killed him? I have a sitting in front of me, and it's, it's really hard to, you know, I got kids myself. And, you know, you know your kid. You know what your kid is capable of. You know what your kid is capable of doing. You know when your child is hanging out with the people that they're not supposed to be hanging out with. You know the variables that exist with your child. When someone comes and says that your child has done something. It happens to me all the time. I raised four boys. I've got two girls. And so with my four, with my four sons, I, I know when I, when, I, when I received that knock on the door, like, Mr. Moore, let me tell you about your son. I'm like, no, you can't tell me about my son. I'm going to tell you about my son. There's nothing that you can tell me because I'm, I, I was intricately and continuously, I, I know who, what my child and what, what they are and what they are not capable of. Police said that the 18-year-old, he was a senior at Hyde Park Academy, had stepped out of his car during a traffic accident and opened fire on the police officers. The police, and then the police department had the nerve to say that them shooting him, it was justified. How often do we hear this story played out over and over again? What about the mother who was killed on the west side? The police officer is still on the job, shot through the door, killed that woman, killed the, killed the son. I mean, there are countless countless examples of what Ms. Mitchell was going through right now. When does it stop? When does it end? Who has the wherewithal to fight the Chicago Police Department? Who has the money? Who has the money if you don't have an attorney? Once the headlines are gone, what happens? People are stuck in their house by themselves to deal with this, this grief and this anguish. Where's the justice? And I want you guys, you know, it, it's not until it happens and, 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 and death and anguish is sitting at your doorstep that you can truly understand it. And then we got some of our black folks who sit there and say, well, yeah, he probably did it. Or, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. And the whatever, whatever is, it wasn't me. I can't deal with it. I don't know what to say. But I'm going to go back to my bed and I'm going to lay in my bed. Ms. Mitchell, I want to welcome you to tonight's program. From your own, from your own person. Tell the WVON listening audience what this story encapsulates. Um, my name is Octavia Mitchell. I am the parent of the deceased Isaiah Jackson. My son was murdered by the Chicago police. Um, he was shot three times in his back, and I have been fighting and fighting for nine years now. Um, 
I did have an attorney who misrepresented me, and that makes it hard for me now. I have an attorney now that's not, that does not live here in the city of Chicago. So the city of Chicago, um, the police department, I feel like they're disrespecting him and not responding as they should be. Um, so I've been doing a lot of the footwork myself. I've been fighting, I've been fighting, till I finally got Copa to um, get the DNA swabs from. And let, and let folks know what Copa is. Copa is the independent uh, review board who who investigates the officers for misconduct. Um, I finally got them to get the DNA that the CPD stated that the Illinois State Police had under oath in court, and they don't know why the Illinois State Police never tested this DNA. Hmm. Me, myself, this is my child, and I'm going to fight. I called the Illinois State Police Department myself. Um, they stated CPD never submitted that DNA. Also, by the time Copa had came in, they gave Copa the same story until Copa went to the Illinois State Police Department. When Copa went to the Illinois State Police Department and they said they didn't have it, all of a sudden, the city stated they found it. So they've been holding this DNA for nine years and holding this. And now that they have it, we do have it in the Illinois State Police Department, do have it. Mm-hmm. But now they're sitting on it. This is an urgent case. This should have been done immediately. They should have had this through the door and started working on it. So now I'm still on hold. Um, I've been trying to get in touch with Mary Lori Lightfoot to see. Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Yes, Mayor Lori Lightfoot to see what can she do to help. With moving it, moving this process this along, pro- yeah, right, and and, and, get, and getting some conclusion to it. Exactly. I, I I feel your frustration. I see your body language, and I, I completely, as a parent, I, I I understand. I understand your frustration with the system more than you want to real more than you want to know. Let the WVON listening audience know what took place and how your son ended up being shot. I can only say what they said because my son's not here. Um, I only heard the police story, which I don't believe. They stated that they was doing a traffic stop. Put in mind, they followed them from like 64th and State until they got them into a dark area on 61st and Prairie. 64th and State Street to 61st and Prairie. And then all of a sudden they stated my son got out and was shooting at them. My son was not even a driver. Had a driver's license and also was finna graduate out of high school. It wasn't like he had nothing to live for. Mm-hmm. Even uh, during the, uh, at the morning, they did all the tests, no drugs in his system. Mm-hmm. He didn't smoke, he didn't drink. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm a good mom. I've been working all of my life taking care of my kids. So I'm not understanding. So he just had nothing to lose to get out and shoot at the police officers. And it just went away. They closed it. They listened to the police, and that was that. No one informed me that my child was shot or deceased. I found out from someone calling me that morning, giving me their condolences. It had been all over the news. I've been being disrespected from the beginning from this city. Like, I'm not a citizen here. Mm. I've been being disrespected. For someone to see my child on the news without you telling me first, By the time I got to the hospital, he was already in the morgue. Mm. So I've been being disrespected from the beginning. 
And I'm not going to just keep allowing this city to keep disrespecting me. They're holding on and they're just digging and digging because you have this DNA now. And I know for a fact, if this DNA would have proved them, proved my son guilty, they would have been giving it Absolutely. up. Absolutely. I've been fighting for it and fighting for it. Um, the attorney that I had listened to what the one of the officers stated, that it wasn't tested. The Illinois State Police didn't test it. For what reason she took their word, knowing this is the police. You took the police word. And in the end, um, the, the judge, Sharon Coleman, wouldn't let it in because their position was closed. I've been trying to get it. They've been telling me, no, I had to go back in front of the judge and ask her, would you ask them to release my son's DNA because I am the state of whatever's here left of his is mine. She just recently this year had to tell the city, I did not tell you all that she couldn't get that DNA. Mm. So for years, I never stopped fighting, never. Like from the time that the that the the juror found the uh, police officers not guilty. I never stopped. I went, I'd have been to the appellate. I'd have been to the Supreme. I'd have been back to the appellate. The appellate court had us in mediation to try to resolve it. Whoever the city hired, one of their lawyers told me they're not selling anything with me. And there's not a judge in this world is going to double back and give me that DNA. Ain't God good. Mm. Proved him wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What you what you represent, Miss Mitchell, um, is what a lot of mothers are frustrated with, with the city of Chicago and not just the city of Chicago, but around this country when it comes to having closure and justice for their children who have been murdered unjustly at the hands of police officers. Mm-hmm. And I understand where you are with that so let me go back to what you are describing right now when it comes to the state police and when it comes to the city of chicago and dna there is a process that needs to take place you in fact have shared with us here this evening that you had to raise all hell in order for you to even ask for dna and they were still giving you the runaround yes once you did and were able to acquire or at least attempt to get the DNA, then they still at that point did not want or you had no idea who was responsible for releasing it to add to the case that you are trying to bring forth to get some closure to your son's death. From my understanding, all the investigating and reading that I've been doing, the investigating officer is responsible to make sure that the Illinois State Police receives this DNA. Um, They sent other DNA as far as the gun being tested. My son's fingerprints was not on the gun. Uh, They did a gunpowder residue test. There was very very little gunpowder residue on his hand, right hand. He's not even right hand. He's left-handed. And the expert uh, testified that that just could have came from him being shot. That's just how little gunpowder how residue. small of a, yes. a, a, a volume. And yeah. they had to test it more than once. So they was digging. So I'm trying to figure out how do you separate what DNA you send. And I'm also trying to figure out how do Emperor close a case without all the pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, and it's going to be very difficult for you to figure out because they do it all the time, especially when it comes to minorities. And that's the unfortunate part about it, but that is that is the reality. 
and you know just to continue to uh, spread light on your son's case which is why I asked you to come in live so that we can have this discussion mm-hmm. that you need to continue to fight until the very bitter end on this one because if it was that cut and dry this case would have been over with been and over i know with. I, and i know you been know that over with. i know been you know over that been over with it would have been over with. Yes, it would have. And I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. And they're, they're making me fight. But that's okay. It's only making me stronger. You're not breaking me. They're not breaking me. They're making me stronger. And I'm going to fight. It's not going to go away. I'm going to fight. I'm going to continue to fight for my child because I know that it's wrong. And um, it would be helpful. A lot of attorneys don't want to touch it. I don't have the money to pay an attorney. I've been reaching out to attorneys here in the city to try to get them to come in and help um, my attorney, Philip Aaron. I've been trying to get help because I didn't already put all everything together. Now I'm still being disrespected because I don't have powerful representation. So now I'm still being disrespected. I'm still being put on a hold. After you went under oath in the court, and, and, and they need to be held accountable for lying in court also. I want the investigating officer, the city lawyers, I have transcripts where they stated the Illinois State Police had this DNA, and they don't know why they didn't test it. Oh, they didn't test it because they didn't have it. They can't test something that they do not have. There's no proof. There is no proof. Exactly. That that that's what it boils down to. That there is no proof, and that's why you're you, we're going you're going in circles with this. The WVON listeners, I, and, I, and I and I plead to you guys, um, if you uh, take a look at my Facebook page, I have this story on my Facebook page. It was one of the stories that I featured on my page today, because I want to uh, put a call out for some action in assisting this sister. We're getting uh, getting some justice in any form or fashion, uh, whatever resources that you may have. I, I am uh, putting out a call and asking you guys um, for your help in reaching out to this sister to getting some resolution um, to, 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 to this situation. Ms. Mitchell, I want to ask you in closing, uh, how can is there information? How do people get in contact with you? Uh, to continue to support you in any type of way that they can? Um, They can email me. It's okay that they have my phone number, uh, either or or both. Okay. It's fine. Uh, Let us have your email address right now. My email address is Tay, T as in Tom, A as in Apple, Y as in yes, Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, 279 at yahoo.com. Is there a number that people can reach out to you too? Because there are, there are a million attorneys who listen to the show. There are a million uh, social activists who, who also do. Is there a number that you're comfortable with uh, giving out tonight? Yes, sir. Okay. 312 okay. 581 That number again is 312 581 Yes. All right. Ms. Mitchell, again, I certainly I'm, I'm in this fight with you. I thank you for your time and stopping by. Whatever it is that I can do to continue to keep this on the forefront and just making sure that people know what's going on, I'm here for that for you. Um, is there a message that you would like to leave for Mayor Lightfoot and uh, Superintendent Eddie Johnson? Yes, very much there is. Um, Ms. Lori, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, I sent the email. I sent letters asking to meet with you. 
Um, I will appreciate if I get a response. I've been calling every week since July the 9th to see if I'm going to get that appointment. Um, Superintendent, I need you to hold your officers accountable for what they did to my son and also for lying under oath. Too many times they falsify reports. I have um, where the DNA swabs and everything was taken, and then the chain of custody just stopped. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? They need to be held accountable. These officers need to be held accountable. If you plan on making a relationship with this city, if you plan on cleaning up your department, you have to step up and start holding your crooked officers accountable. And that's my message. Thank you very much for being here, Miss Mitchell. Thank you so much for having me. All right. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Woke up this morning With a smile on my face Jumped out of bed Took a shower Cleaned up my place Made me some breakfast Toast to scrambled eggs Grits Grab my pee, grab my fur, grab my jacket off to work Hey, y'all, I'm telling y'all, my, my, my technical producer today is back there singing her heart out. You love this, you love this music, don't you? <laughs> Welcome back to VON. Of course, it's the Kendall Moore Show. Guys, I really do. I need your support. Miss Mitchell, that story, it really is. It touched me. And I hope that you guys, uh, that you guys can follow up with her. Her email address, again, is Tay Mitchell. That's T-A-Y-M-I-T. C-H-E-L-L-279 at yahoo.com. You know, so often you hear these stories, uh, these horror stories about, you know, youth being killed. I mean, it really is. It's it's become the same thing over and over again. I I mean, to nausea, for lack of a better term. So let's make sure that we uh, get our support uh, behind her. All right, so just a couple of things. Uh, of course, the Lit Roundtable is coming up from 8 until 9. Looking very forward to that. Uh, Miss Fuzzy's going to be in the building. She's on her way in. She's on her way to the station, or she's in the green room somewhere. we got a lot to uh, do a round robin on for that uh, Lit Roundtable here today. But there's a lot that's been going on in the news, and I'm going to touch on a few of those things. And I'm going to start with this guy. This, uh, let's start with this R. Kelly guy. Um, you know, today he submitted that he... He submitted a, a, a plea of uh, not guilty. I don't know if you guys have been following the story. And I, the reason that I bring it up is because it's still a conversation that has taken place throughout the barbershops and the beauty shops and on social media as well. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but the, the, the two young ladies who um, he was, you know, holding hostage, who have now become pretty much 
um, the people that he loved, uh, not well, not people that he loved, but nonetheless, the people who have become a part of who he is, they're now looking for uh, <laughs> they're looking for agents out in Hollywood. I don't know what you do with that. I don't even know how to put that in, you know, within within context of having a discussion about it. But I just think that to be very weird and interesting. You go from, you know, being enslaved to being one of his mistresses or whatever, for a lack of a better term, to now wanting to uh, make yourself, a, 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 you know, a superstar based off of the tragedy that you have experienced. I, I'm telling you, I do not get it. Which is why I don't get, you know, many of our young ladies out here these days who are on Instagram and Snapchat and all of these social media uh, platforms. And they are, you know, you know, dressed very provocatively and then get upset when a guy sends them something in their DM. Or they participate. Yeah, and they, or, or and or they participate, you know, in partying. Like it is, it's nothing for them to party now with multiple guys, and then wake up the next morning and say, "Hey, you know, you raped me." It's crazy to me out here. Oh, all right. So, and, and the DM is a direct message on on Instagram. Is exactly what it is. Also, in uh, in news this week, right? The Jesse Smollett story will not go away. It just will not go away. And I want to take just a, a few brief, brief moments to talk about it. I am telling you guys right now, and I, I'm glad that my colleagues do a terrific job here at WVON and calling the spade a spade. That Jesse Smollett case is nothing but a smear campaign for on uh, Kim Fox. And that's the, the honest to God truth. When, you know, why are we still having conversations about uh, the Smollett case? Pay the fine, let it go, move on, and have a happy life. The Fraternal Order of Police, nationally and here locally, just won't let it go. Now you have a former prosecutor who's also participating in this witch hunt to tarnish the name of Kim Fox. Help me with this, folks. Why are we still engaged in conversation about it? If you realize, and I want to point this out to everybody who's listening right now. I really do. I want to point this out. Think about when these cases uh, came up. Kales came up months ago during the wintertime. Smollett, the same thing. And yet and still, they continue to carry and be major news nationally. And, of course, they're going to be national uh, news here in the city of Chicago because we're in, in the city of Chicago. But they continue to be in the news. The Fox, Kim Fox, like real talk, and, and, and I've been very open about this. I got you. I mean, when I say that I have you, the folks who listen to my show know that I have no problem with knowing and calling a spade a spade. The only reason that they are still talking about this Millet case is because they want that seat and they want you, sister, out of that chair. And as African-Americans, if we don't do nothing else, we need to stand behind Sister Kim Fox and make sure that she is not going anywhere. Time and time again, we talk about there's no support. We don't know how to stand together. We're not, black people don't know how to, you know, unite and, and, and be one. This is one of those times that we actually do need to stand behind at least one person and give them and throw our support behind her 
full, full support and wholeheartedly. In other news, CPS plans to hire hundreds of social workers and nurses. And those positions are not being filled. I'm not sure if you guys, or at least some of you guys, if you saw that story earlier. It ran earlier this week in the Sun-Times. So the uh, CPS, they plan to hire hundreds of social workers and nurses, but a lot of those positions have not been filled. And you would have to think and wonder why, why not. It's been particularly and especially because of where we are right now. One in three, and this is based off of last week's uh, statistics, one in three of it, every 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 day of the school school year, one in three complain about being sexually harassed in CPS. We definitely need those social workers and nurses in those schools. Why 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 is there such a big thing about it right now? So noting the trauma that's faced daily by many of the students, and I'm quoting from the Sun Times, Mayor Lori Lifer, she actually announced plans to hire hundreds of the nurses and the case managers. And the social workers. School is what four weeks four weeks away, something like that for for Chicago public schools. Yeah, about four weeks ago, and we still haven't hired those kids. I mean, we still haven't hired the people. Damn! I mean, I'm not the most I'm not the smartest guy in the world. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But don't you think that we should be in a process and we should have an update on where we are when it comes to that? We have parents, you know, out here arguing over all types of stuff. But when it comes to the children, are we really missing the mark on this? Don't get it. I just don't get it sometimes. 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. Join me in the conversation I'm telling you, folks, when it comes to all of the madness that is happening here in the city of Chicago, I sit back and I laugh sometimes. Every time a story is breaking when it comes to the simplest thing, Lollapalooza is happening. You got folks trying to jump over the fence at Lollapalooza. Front page, front page news. Who in the world? Why? Why? If, why are we consistently banging our heads up against the wall on things as simple as Lollapalooza when we have things such as the social workers and such as the nurses needing to be hired, such as the unemployment rate that is still skyrocketing in the African-American community? Yeah, me too, scratching my head. When I return, of course, I have my... Uh, producer joining me on the microphone and we'll take the calls 312-374-8130 that is the number it's the Kendall Moore show don't go anywhere we're back in a moment he's hot he's mannish but it gets no realer than him Kendall Moore radio for the next generation on the talk of Chicago 1690 WVON I'm young and I'm old I'm rich and I'm poor Many times before. Once I was a white gazelle on a 
horseback riding free, searching in the darkness for a piece of me. I can feel this for sure. All right, man, 50 minutes after the hour, folks. Listen, welcome back. It's the Kendall Moore Show. All right, enough about my ranting about what's going on here in the city of Chicago. Of course, the Lit Roundtable is coming up from 8 until 9 o'clock. We got a lot to talk about and discuss during that roundtable session. In the meantime, uh, one of the people who's going to be joining me on the roundtable discussion uh, got in a little bit early today, and I want to certainly welcome him to the Kendall Moore Show. This guy I tremendously respect and have known for 20-plus, 30-plus years, something something to that effect, but well-respected well individual in the community as well. Let me, let me, you know what, for the folks who know know me and know what fraternity that I am a part of, you guys know about these two, and these two that I'm talking about. Uh, these, these brothers are some incredible guys. Uh, they're twins, and, uh, you know, we're talking about Max and McKinley, the, the, the McKinley brothers. Um... We got um we, we we have one of them in the building with us this evening who's going to be joining me on the roundtable discussion. But I I pulled this one in uh, early um, <laughs> because he made it here, and, j- and just to introduce and, and say what's up, uh, team. What's going on, man? Man, all is good, though. Man, it's great to have you in the building and see you and all that <laughs> other good stuff, man. How you been, man? Man, it's on. I, I can't complain, man. I won't complain. I don't want to mess nobody up day. Don't do that. I wanna, do not do that. I don't want you to mess mine up either, okay? <laughs> What's the evening yeah, now? Man, I, it's... I got it's still some more time left. Okay, got gotcha. you. You know, it's still some time left. If I get a ticket out there, I, I do need you to take. Oh it. my God, look at that! You know what? I ain't got no no pull around here in this building. I promise you that. Well, I just leave the ticket on the table. You know that. So <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get it. We'll yeah. get it taken. We will certainly get it taken care of. Y'all work it out. Hey man, listen. The weekend is here, man. Chicago news has been bananas out here in the city of Chicago. You know what I mean? Uh, man, you hear about them two two young sisters who got shot over there? Uh, right off of Seventy Ninth, uh, they were standing up for. Uh, they, you know, they were violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that, and at the same time, I stayed right off over there on, on Jackson and Western over that end. Ah, uh, got you. Two individuals just got shot last night, just last night. Crazy. Had everything blocked off. It was the perfect time to make a U-turn in front of the police <laughs> without getting pulled over. Oh my God, man! But this is it, man. This is this is a this is an epidemic, man. Mm-hmm. This is an epidemic, and it didn't just start either. This didn't just start. No. Real quick, Tim, I know we're not going to be talking about it the next hour, but, man, let me ask you this, man. Like, what What, what do we go for? Like, what do we do? Are there any really uh, tangible solutions from, from your end where you sit? First of all, I think that we need to be honest. That's the first thing, because too many times we labor under the false impression that, oh, it's not as bad as it seems, or it's not even occurring, when in reality it is. And... What's what I'm seeing in the political arena right now? Yeah, all I keep hearing is, "Well, we just need some jobs." Uh, jobs ain't gonna solve. I know gangbangers with jobs. Mm. 
and it's still gangbang. Say that. So that eliminates that right mm-hmm. there for me, mm-hmm. at least for me. Right, right. So that's the, it's a there are layers here, man, and and this is a you got a whole new generation here, totally different, and I think that all of us need to be held accountable because all this that they're doing, they didn't just think this up. It was occurring when I was a youngster, just on a different level. Yeah. That's all. It was occurring. So they didn't think this up. They just have resources and things in front of them now that we didn't have. It's on a whole nother level now. But the point is, we had some contributions to what's going on right now. But too many of us don't want to, don't want to accept that responsibility. We don't want to take, be held accountable for any of that. No, they've they gone crazy and all this and that. That's not all the way true. We had we, Some of these kids have been growing up in some very destructive home. Yeah. And guess who's been the parents? Us. We just seem to get it together now. But we had a lot to do with what's going on right now. I feel you on that. Those are our brothers. Those are our cousins. Those are our nephews. Those are fathers. Those are our family members living in our house doing all the game, man. We know about it. Mm. Say that. And we're acting like we have no idea what's going on and the guy that just shot up the block come running in your house and now he's sitting on the couch watching TV. Mm. Come eat, on, man. Eating, uh, on yeah. Friday night, yeah. eating your fish fry. At your fish fry. That Popeye's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a reality. No, it's a reality. It is. It is. Let me take. Let me take one of these calls. Uh, let's go to Shaman on from on, on the CPS. Hub. No, we're good. All right, good, good. Uh, yeah, that's crazy, though. Yeah, we 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 just everyone has to be held accountable, and we need to just be honest and say, look, you know what? I had something to do with that. That's the bottom line, and then we can go. Man, that's it's just it's crazy to me, man. We talk about it until we're blue in the face here at VOM, man. I, I you know I listened to my girl Perry show earlier this week. She, you know, I, I mean everybody's show. I, I get tired of talking about all the violence that's going on in, in in the city of Chicago, man. And then here's the other part. You know, last week, you know, a couple brothers hit me up like, man, Kendall, you know, get get a brothers a fair shake on. What is, what's going on out here in this world? But here's the, here's the twin. Here's the hard thing for me, right? I'm 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 watching this show nowadays. Me and my wife, we're watching uh, this show called Snowfall. Like we 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 watched it last season. John Singleton, rest his soul. He he was a producer and he was a director of it. Okay. Really good show on uh, FX or FXX. But anyway, um, I'm watching the show and it just reminded me of real real time what's going on out here. There's a brother who's a police officer. His um. His daughter is met, messing around with this uh, this drug dealer guy. He goes to, so the father, who's a police officer, goes to the drug dealer guy and says, "Hey man, look, let me take you down the block. Let me show you what what you're doing when you kill. You know what you're doing, and you're killing our community." The brother, like you know, man, respectfully, if I don't do it, somebody else is, and I want to make this money. Twin, right then and there, man, like that, that that's the reality for a lot of them brothers who are out there slinging that dope and doing what they do, man. And I don't have an answer for it. And I'm just being straight up honest with you on that. And people don't and, and I'm not making mm-hmm. an excuse for them. And some people will say, so what so anyway, I didn't even get to the, the what he did, the police officer did, he went to the police the uh he, you know, he went back to the station. Told told us told the rest of his guys, hey, look, man, these dudes over here, this is what they doing, they selling. Come blow the block up, you know, woo woo woo. So right there is an impasse for me. What do you do for the people who really want to make change in their neighborhoods, but they're faced with the scenario that I just gave you, and that is, you know, these guys are doing bad. They hustling. If they not gonna do it, somebody else is gonna step up and do it anyway. What do you What do you do with that? 
Is there an answer for that, man? There's not one answer. Yeah. There's a, there's a series of answers because when when I look at it, here's what I see because it's it's all it's, it's all across the different ethnic backgrounds. It's not a black thing. Right. It's, it's across the board. But we're see. black, so we're but talking about we, the black people, right? So since we have we we're familiar with that, well, let's deal with that. And from for me, I see it as not just a community. Just back up a little bit. I have to deal with the individual. After I deal with the individual, I got to deal with the family. To deal with the family, I got to deal with the neighborhood. After I deal with the neighborhood, I got to deal with the community. After I deal with the community, I got to deal with the county, the city, the state. You see how, see how these right, layers right, are right, 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 right. And we're just, we're just trying to attack it just from one layer. It doesn't work like that because it, 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 it has to do with all those different layers. And then throwing the fact that now the mental health side of it, that's a whole nother ball game. The mental, mental health, health side that they, oh, they, they, they're even there. They're closing oh. all the facilities, Did taking you hear all the money. Dr. Carl Bell died today. Uh, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but Dr. Carl Bell, he died today. Uh, you know, and he was the uh, premier dominant African-American um, doctor who dealt with mental health here in the city of Chicago and nationally, but he was based in the city of Chicago. But that mental health piece, man, shit, he's, I was almost cussed, man. That, <laughs> man, it's, it's deep. That's one system. It's deep. That, 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 that's one system. Then you have to deal with the economics of it, right? Yeah. Then you have to deal with the educational piece. How many of these young, these young kids that you know that are they're in school, they're in, the, they're in the wrong classroom, they have mental health issues, and they put them all in the same room, they're learning disabilities, all in the same room. Then you throw in bullying. The guy that said, I'm bullied, I'm not taking this anymore, I'm out. And I'm taking somebody with me. Then he got to go home to a, a, a family that's destroyed or, or dysfunctional, has no respect for authority. Then he has to go out and meet the police, who he has no, no respect for. And that's on both sides. I was just watching some guys just get getting pulled over. And because we don't understand the laws and things of that nature, and the police know that. Then this is this is no 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 jab at the at the good policemen because there are a lot of good. There are we, a lot. There we are, know a lot. We know a lot of good. Yes, absolutely. That are absolutely good, but there are some over here that they take it to the next level, and then you wonder why these guys have no respect for the police because there's no trust about. It. So the, it's like an entire. It's, it's like an explosion. The entire value system has already changed. You know, you take it back in the '60s when they were fighting. We were kids, but they were fighting for a reason. It's a whole different now, reason that's a now. Whole, whole different, yeah, yeah. Kendall Moore on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. <laughs>
trying to have an all-time day. Then the ball nightcap, we fight back, it's in our ways. Our impact so crucial, so great. We all play a part, we all got something to say. Time to have more time, day. Can the war nightcap, we fight back, it's in our ways. Our impact so crucial, so great. We all play a part, we all got something to say. Time to have more time, day. Can the war nightcap, we fight back, it's in our ways. So crucial, so great. We all play a part. We all got something to say. Folks, eight minutes after the hour. Welcome back. Of course, it's the Kendall Moore Show. 69's here at 1690 AM WVON. Time for the Lit Roundtable, my favorite part of the show. For those of you who are not familiar with the Lit Roundtable, the Lit Roundtable consists of three to four people from diverse backgrounds who come on to the show live in the studio, and we talk about everything and anything up under the sun. Each and every week I have a, a, a different set of people on the panel uh, from all walks of life. And the shows are always, I'm telling you, this is why this is the favorite part of my show. Because I never know what's going to come out of these people's mouths. And not only that, they really tell the truth. All right? So I am very happy to announce, uh, and not, not just announce, but introduce my panel for this week. Of course, McKinley is still here. He joined me a little bit earlier today, folks, because he got here a little bit early. So I want to say uh, welcome back for this hour, sir. Certainly appreciate you being here. Rue. All right. <laughs> By that, you guys know that he represents one of the best, not one of, but the best fraternity in the whole white entire world, Omega Sci-Fi. Also joining me live around the round table is Miss Andrea Fuzzy Lynn, who's the founder of Oh, She's So Fuzzy. Uh, 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 what is uh, uh. it? What it's is it? Is oh, so fuzzy. Not the she. I put no. the she in. <laughs> oh, so fuzzy. Oh, so fuzzy. And... The FCK, I don't want to say that, yes. that job. FCK, that job. Okay, there it is. Yes. It's, it's a motivational brand for entrepreneurs yes. and her upcoming cookbook, Eat Your Veggie, Veggies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She's an influence, a media personality, and creative consultant, and she's not just a pretty face. With much more that could be stated Fuzzy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kendall. All righty. Justice, my girl, my soror. Justice, you know, let me say this about you. Oh, here we go. No, no, it's not here we go. I certainly, I'm, I'm always very grateful and appreciative of your candor and your realness, your realness when it comes to your posts on social media and in real life. Ladies and gentlemen, Justice, I know you guys know her because you see her all over the social media platform, and she's a very outspoken sister who's doing a lot of work in her community, uh, community-based organization work, in addition to a plethora of other different things that she's involved with on the city's west side and worldwide. Welcome to tonight. Thank you for having me. And, and that is my panel. So we open it up, and let's begin. I am so excited about it. Fuzzy, we're going to ask that you don't cuss too much. It's after I'm eight. not going to cuss at all. Okay, we'll see. Okay, we will. All right. So let, <laughs> let's begin with this. An incident happened on April 30th, and it's now being talked about. A 10-year-old boy from Canton, Michigan, he got suspended from Eckerson Elementary School. He was charged with aggravated assault in juvenile court after injuring another student during a schoolyard dodgeball game. 
the ball was thrown at this young this young man, and the other student he had a concussion. So let me give it to you in the black way. It was a black boy and a white boy in the head with a ball, and they took him to jail. Yeah. Let's go. Alright, <laughs> 312-374-8130 That's the number to connect Did you guys see the story I though? Yeah, I did not I didn't see Yeah, it. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, Have we got that petty in society That now we sending our children We sending our children To prison Or to jail Because they playing a damn sports game It's not petty, it's a setup That's a setup They petty that's a setup. I don't know. I can't say that they're That's petty 100% because I'm that parent. Now, I wouldn't have sent the kid to jail. I would have given my children old school instructions, like when you see his little butt again and you got the ball, you know what to do. But I'm that parent that will be like, no, nah, my kid can't play dodgeball because I yanked the kid up that hit my kid <laughs> in the head with the ball. So, yeah, my kid wouldn't even play. They'd be like, no, my mom's that mom. Why you got no, your no. kid out there if you don't want your kid to get hit? You know, dodgeball is a dangerous sport. No, you know, it's not. It is. You ever played dodgeball? Yeah, I played once, and I'm not playing again. You know what I'm saying? You I got played hit in the, the stomach. The exactly. The I'm not playing again because I knew I was not an athlete, and black folks are just superior athletes. So uh, say that. Say that. Say that. Say that. He should have just sat down. He should have just set it out. He should have went and played, you know, I don't know, Pinochle or something. He shouldn't have been playing dodgeball. No. All right, so here's the thing. Dodgeball is banned in many states, Maine, New York, Texas, because they say it promotes aggressive warlike behavior in youth. So they're and trying to. Get, there are paid dodgeball tournaments that white people participate in all day. Dodgeball, like what's aggressive about that? Don't we all play? Didn't you? You did? Did you not? Play I that? told you, Kendall. Mm-hmm. I played once and it was rough. Oh so my man, god! But it is, I mean, Dodge, I quit. Dodgeball. It is aggressive. No, no, I run no, a youth program. We ordered the little dodgeball. So I'm trying to figure out who failed in their responsibility to make sure that they had those fail-safe balls that they have right now that we have that we absolutely hate. Um, that they softer get, or absolutely. they're softer. Yeah, they, okay. They're made to be able to throw in a distance, but they should not injure you. So I'm trying to figure out who didn't watch this little boy go get whatever ball he could have possibly got to give this kid a concussion or did a parent see an opportunity to be extra right. or to try to see, like we have. That's where I'm going. So with it. That's exactly where I am. Did with the it. kid do it maliciously? Did he hit the? It did he hit the? Right. It matter. Dodgeball, y'all. It is dodgeball. Okay, I played. I played dodgeball. I'm the only one at this table between my panel that's played dodgeball with other brothers. Okay. So you got a you got a field full of brothers, young guys, testosterone. Okay, no women on the field. You get hit. You out, period. But see, in this day now, let's 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 talk about the the elephant in the room now. It's called white privilege. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Called yeah. white yeah. privilege. I got you. Just go back thirty years ago. The same game is being played by the same type of individuals. It's called white privilege. She did it because she has a strategy that she knew that would work based on the system that's already set up. So they do you understand what I'm saying? I know. I, I, I do understand you know the words both. that are coming out of your mouth. There's, I absolutely there's do. There's a system that's already set up, organized, and is set up 
against us, the black man. Let's they just call it the way it is. Kid, right? They, they, they filed charges they on this kid. The, so, pro- the yeah. problem with that is that I, I could not have any sympathy for the kid that got hit. And I'm going to tell you why I couldn't have any sympathy. Yeah, I have Because they ran that black baby through the ringer. Yeah. Every indiscretion, every disciplinary action, everything that he had did probably since birth was mentioned. And I'm needing to know how is that that, mm. that was made public. Right. Yeah. I have a concern and I have an issue with that. My problem is more so than anything – you were not just trying to bring attention to this sport or whatever. You were seeking to, as you intimated, put this boy in the line of secession from the schoolyard to the prison yard. So you and don't you're just call right? him. Mm-hmm. You're tainting him, and you did so publicly, which is going to now follow him. Everywhere he goes, what school that he goes to from now on yeah. will not know that that baby is the baby that whacked the weak-ass white kid. <laughs> <laughs> Aggravated assault. Now, here's the thing. The mom has already raised close to uh, $12,000 in, in, in legal expenses. Why you got to go raise some money? To, to protect, you know what I mean? Just right. They dropped the charges, though. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, did? Yeah. they did? They did drop the charges. Yeah, it's but it's all over the news, you know. Yeah, now you can't bring it, yeah, you can't bring it back. Homeschool home your kids. You Please homeschool your kids. You know what just happened, right? After all of this that went down, you know what it's called? It's called trauma. Right, right. exactly. So now the, the, the little black boy yeah. is traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Now the question becomes, when will he be treated? Right. See, nobody's talking about the treatment now. Exactly. Because he's been traumatized. He's a kid. Now he's about to go he's around to slapping all white kids and stuff, hitting them with balls, <laughs> you know. So I know I would. I would. All right. You see how it's set up? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a setup. Folks, we got to take a real quick break. We're coming back. Folks, it's the Lit Roundtable. When we return, I'm telling you, I'm really, really, I'm looking very forward to hearing what folks have to say about this next topic. It's the Kendall Moore Show. He's hot. He's mannish. But it gets no realer than him. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Who do you? All right, 18 minutes after the hour. Welcome back. Hey, want to make sure that you guys are reminded, WVON, we are proud partner with the author, philanthropist, and media mongol, Mr. Lewis Carr. Make sure you guys are out there tomorrow. We're going to be at Persona, 408 South Wales Street, for a customized four-hour crash course. It's going to help you discover the serial seller inside of yourself. Tickets are still on sale. Visit us at WVON.com. Make sure you search WVON's Master Sales Class. In the meantime, the Lit Roundtable, it continues. Folks, let me ask you about this. Ms. Brown uh, was released after spending 15 years in jail. You know, this was the young lady who was convicted uh, when she was 16 years old for murdering a real estate agent who solicited her for sex. And the, the case, it drew national attention. She was forced into prostitution when she was a child. I, you, I know you, we all should be familiar with this story. But finally, yeah, yeah, it was, as a matter of fact, let me tell you, let me tell you how I feel about it. It, it, it was a travesty. It and, was. and the reason why is because she wasn't doing nothing but protecting herself. Yes. She had went through all of that. She didn't know any, any better. He was sitting there playing with a gun. We don't know what, so she wasn't doing anything but protecting herself. Had it happened to a Becky, 
It, we would be. She would be. She, it has happened to a. It victim. has happened to the case. Yeah. But there's a, there's at least two similar cases that they were referencing quite a bit during her trial, um, during the conversations that have come up most recently. So there actually have been two other. Becky's, you know, right, 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 got it. who were in similar situations did not face the, fum- the punitive consequences that Centoya faced. Right. My, my question to you all, we already know that it's not fair. Like, real talk, I'm already pissed off about it because she spent so much time in there. But, like, what, 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 what's next for us? Like, what do we do with situations like that? I mean, you had everybody and their mama trying to get this girl out. She's finally about to be released. When I, and I, when I was, you know, reading the story, you know, she got her GED and her associate's degree. She was in there for over 15 years. She should have a damn master's and a PhD, but I know the penal system, they stopped doing that a long time ago. Right, right. But again, when she's re- released back into society and the community, what, what, I mean, and then they have her on probation. Like, she got to check in up until like 2029. It's only, right. shit, 19. They, she right. got 10 more, more, t- 10 more years, and she's still going to have to continue to relive this. <clears throat> and they're going to continue to remind her, we sent you to prison for shooting this guy. Mm-hmm. Help me walk she, she me better not even jaywalk because they putting her right back in jail. She can't do anything yeah. wrong. So she definitely has to pour into herself and do the right thing because it's a target on her back. You know, 90% of the women in prison are because of men for situations like this. I've been in a situation where a man put his hands on me and I spent four days in jail. If I would have killed him, I would have just been sitting in jail because... Don't put your hands on me, mm. period. Feel. This is not yours to take. You mm. know what I'm saying? Right, right, Sometimes right. men, white and black, it doesn't even have a color, feel that they can touch you or grab you or you belong to them. And you can't kill them. No, I'm going to kill you. Dead. I'm happy that she's released, and I'm also even happier that he's dead. So. Boom. Said. No, there it is. Justice, what you got on this? Um, I want to disagree with her a little bit as mm-hmm. she uh, spoke to that there's going to be a target on her back. She actually is going to have a temporary target removed from her back because she has now become a political so. pawn. And so as long as we have, you know, Orange Cheeto in the office, that he can connect himself to this <laughs> yeah. particular yeah. case <laughs> to say that um, he's done something as it relates to prison reform, which, by the way, nothing that transpired with her and her release uh, has anything to do with prison reform. Anything that they're really saying about the first act um, law that they put into place really has very, very little to do with prison reform. Right. Um, I can go into the statistics to let you know that that is not really affecting our community as much as people actually think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't want to talk about it. We get caught in a little part about it. But the reason why I say that there's not a target on her back is because for as long as we have to deal with whatever political crap the president is doing and, you know, the other lady... Kim Kardashian, who I don't like, and I make it no secret that I don't. No, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't and you so, like Kim? What's she doing? You? Uh, oh, come on. Um, but anywho, uh, I'm playing devil's advocate. I know, of course. But as long as they can, uti- as long as they can utilize that to get publicity, to make it appear as though they're yeah. actually connected to the African American community, and as long as we keep falling for it, the problem is that we fall for yeah, it. Yeah, we. Fall the problem for is it. that we looked into this and we. Looked at the fact that, okay, we made assumptions that Barack Obama didn't do anything or whatever, and he might not have done anything because I'm not going to give him pub just because. But as long as they can make it seem like, oh, we helped one good Negro out or we helped, like, yeah. two or three good Negroes out. So, yeah. like, we're forever 
you know, the best part of the black community or we're doing so much for the black community, then she is going to be okay. But as soon as he steps out I of office so. and as soon as Kim Kardashian is on to the next fade, fat or whatever yeah. as it relates to, then that target is going to be put back onto her back. But it's for us. It's our responsibility to uphold her, to guide her, yes. to encourage her, to make sure that she understands that, you know, you still a black girl in America. Your freedom or not, and freedom yes. is not free, and we have to make sure that we take care of her, and we don't always do that. Mm. Ooh, just we don't. you preaching, but, girl. But, 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 so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Fuzzy, yes. and, and, and I know, uh -huh. uh, Tim, you're sitting in between. But really, so when we talk about women and them being yes. disrespected and, and, and taken advantage of, so Kales, Kales still in a, uh, Kales, R. Kelly, uh, he is still very much in the news. and he the two, the two he's, he's escaped today. Right. No. He didn't do an El Chapo. He didn't do an El Chapo. He got the pop in the studio. No, 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 no. <laughs> singing or something. No, but I'm bring, bringing it up because the two young ladies who he supposedly had and captured, they're now seeking uh, movie deals out in Hollywood. Help me with that. Like, Man, all of them need to be locked up. All of them. The, the, the parents also because they were in they, it for the money. Now the money ran out. Now everybody want to flip. So all of them need to be locked up. Because he, <laughs> exactly. he's exactly, exactly where he needs to be because, yeah. look, okay, we went through this before. And now you're back at it again. Yeah, you need to be locked up. Yeah. yeah you need to be locked up. Everybody. But, my, I, mm. but everybody's paying they attention they're going to get, they're, they're going against, they're, they're going for the guys who helped uh, empower yeah. him with He didn't too. do this by himself. No, he, he didn't. He, Absolutely There's no way. They're, 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 he has his partners involved. He has the parents involved of these young ladies. They're involved. The uncle, all of them need to be locked up. But, see, this is nothing new. This been going on since the beginning of time. Since the beginning. When you say this, what is the this, what is the this for us? Sexual abuse of minors, the manipulation ah. of 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 kids' brains. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, 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 Molestation, right. incest, all rape. It's been going on since the beginning of time. This is not. This is not new. People keep it quiet in their families. They cover up their friends. They say, "Oh no, they couldn't have did this." Blah blah blah. I know for a fact and. I don't know personally because I've ever had to deal with anything like this, but I have a couple of very close friends to me. One of my close friends was molested by her father up until she was almost, she was a teenager. And her mother is still with her father because she was lying, right? She's a liar. Mm. Like, what? Right, right, right. right. You know I what I'm it. saying? It. It's, it's really sick, you know. So, of course, that's why people are like, R. Kelly did it. R. Kelly didn't do it. And now people are like legit beefing. Because you're losing friends over the R. Losing Kelly. friends over the R. Kelly. <laughs> Money. You know? that's, that's crazy, though, man. It's, I mean, like, literally, right. over social media. I, I'm not your friend. I'm, I'm going to defriend you because right. of that. Right, right. So They're not going to miss his music no more, all that stuff. So she asked, what's, what, what's my quit with Kim Kardashian? Yes. Who cares? What am I? <laughs> you don't want this work right now. I don't want to hear nothing about no Kim Kardashian. So I don't like her body. That's the worst, amongst other reasons. But So one of, so one of my issues with Kim Kardashian is the influencer culture. Yes. The influencer culture actually could be something positive, but unfortunately, we've not yet manipulated it to that point, right? Mm. And so one of the issues that I have with Kim Kardashian is the fact that she's the head of the influencer culture, but it is giving our young ladies a very, very wrong perception. And because what she did, what I mean, she's literally a billionaire off a bad little job yes. for the most part. Ooh, yes. so our young she wasn't even good in this. Like, Say that. Right. So our young ladies are Man, seeing this and they're, th <laughs> they're thinking that, oh, wait a minute. If my skill set is way better than what I saw in that video, then I have the opportunity to go do this, that, and a third. And unfortunately, as it relates to R. Kelly, because I'm never going to absolve him for anything that he's done. Okay. But nope. you can't. I, my daughter barely uses the restroom without me knowing. Right. So 
there are parents who put their children in front of her. Yes. And they put them in front of her based on what they think that she could have gained mm-hmm. for them and things of that nature. So I'm not necessarily mad at those young ladies to seek out a movie deal or anything like that. I wish that it were not under those circumstances. But tell me what difference, how different that is than what Kim Kardashian did. Because mm-hmm. she literally built her entire empire based on those things and so we have to talk about everything as a whole and how it's affecting our young women and how unfortunately they're even seeking to be in those situations without their parents i love that which brings me to this and i don't even have it on my on my my docket to to have the discussion so is that why the thought the thoughtism is is at an all-time high absolutely (laughs) instagram it's the gram and it is uh, the Snapchat. And when I say the thoughtism, you you laugh for me. Oh but man, you, you 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 preaching for real. Like so, I live between Chicago and Miami. When I go to Miami, they're like, "You're not from here, are you? Are you? Why? Because I got real a real body and natural hair. I know y'all. I know y'all know I'm not from here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I don't have on uh, neon colors with purple hair and uh, yeah, you know All I'm not that. from here because right, 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 I'm right, not right. with that thought culture. I'm not with the hot girl summer. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you seen on Facebook the meme? It says, if you over uh, 40, you're not a hot girl. You're a golden girl. I'm a golden girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, who have hot girl tendencies? But, you know, that's a whole different story. Yeah, but yeah. It's, oh, I am so happy. I'm so happy I don't have any daughters. I'm so happy. I have a son. He's 20. He's about to be a junior in college. And I tell him every day. And I don't even have to explain it to him. But we taught him. No means no. No threesomes. Don't run no train on no chicks because I've seen one of my good friends son in the military got in trouble he was in jail for six months he the case got dropped he got out of jail but that ruined his image that ruined his life just because she said oh they raped me okay you know whether we whether they did or did not you're not supposed to put yourself in them compromised situations, uh-huh. you know. Absolutely agree. We got to take a break right here, folks. The Lit Roundtable, I'm telling you, is absolutely writ. Lit Justice McKinley, Fuzzy, we're back. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six form part. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leo. She cause she don't know me, but yo, she's really fine. You know I see her all the time, everywhere I go, and even in my dreams, I can see my way to make her mine. Cause I know she's living fat. Her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball. So how am I gonna compete with that? Cause when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be lifting in some cases never put it off. So I can lean up on the wall. But sit up in the bleachers with the rest of the girls who came to watch they may ball. 32 minutes after the hour, welcome back. It's the Kendall Moore Show. My favorite part of the show is the Lit Roundtable. Every Friday night from 8 until 9 p.m. Make sure you guys are signed up. V-O-N, proud partner. Of course, we're doing the master sales class tomorrow. We're out at Persona 408, south on Wells Street. Make sure that you check in at WVON.com. Tickets are still on sale. WVON's master sales class. Oh, man. All right. So this roundtable, when I say lit, it is lit. Let's take a call. Shelton, how you doing? Welcome to the Kim Moore Show. I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. Go ahead. I just wanted to raise a, a question. On the same day that Bill Cosby was sentenced uh, to three to ten years, on that same day, 
300 in Philadelphia, 300 priests in Philadelphia mm. charged with over a thousand cases yeah. of pedophilia. Yep. Here in the state of Illinois, currently, over 700 priests have been charged with fellow uh, with pedophilia and several hundred cases in Los Angeles, where they're resurrecting a case against Michael Jackson. They've just added another 274 priests currently to an already number of three. I think the number was somewhere in the area of 350 priests found who are to be uh, in cases of pedophilia. Yet, in none of those cases, not one, I would think that 300 priests with 1,000 cases of pedophilia would be bigger than the Bill Cosby story. I would think that 700 priests right now in the state of Illinois would be bigger than the R. Kelly issue. And I would think that five to 600 in Los Angeles, or in California, I should say, would be bigger than... Right. I get your point, though. I get your point. Thank you very much, Shelton. We, I, I appreciate that. I'm, my face is like this because I'm like, damn, do we have 700 priests in, 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 in Illinois? We got that many? We got these mics on? Yeah, yeah I couldn't hear you. We got all the mics on? Okay, we got it. We're good now. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah, well, the Catholic Church so, But I didn't know we had that many damn priests. Like, I mean, this is from the Catholic Church, right? Yeah, the Catholic priest. Church is the biggest denomination in the state of Illinois. Yeah. 700 in Illinois? Yeah, but see, when the priest is the judge. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I mean, you can't. He who has to go makes the rule. Yeah. yeah. No, so if can. I'm going to make a rule, if I have anything I'm going to make, it won't affect me. How you gonna send me to jail when I'm the judge? Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolute power corrupts so absolutely. You that that, that, that the back, the checks and, and balances that has to, to what, be there. Just pay attention to what Trump is doing right now. I mean, we arguing about all this racism stuff. We are, you know, how many judges he's putting in in, in certain positions? Yeah, right. He's it's a record number, yeah. and nobody's saying anything about this. All these judges. Do you think that's an accident? Yeah. You know, Dick Durbin, Dick Durbin and uh, Tammy Duckworth, they just negotiated for the first LGBTQ uh, judge here in the state of Illinois on, like, the appellate court or something today. I forget which which court exactly How it do you was. negotiate a judge that is elected and or appointed? Yeah. That's a problem, and that should be a concern. Because it's politics. You Absolutely. know that. You know but, that. Yeah. But we should not be negotiable. And part of the problem is that we get detracted. We spend so much time talking about um, – impeachment or whatever first and foremost you can impeach a president all day long it's the removal that's the issue and whether we impeach him or not he's just going to have a blip on his record but removing him is something totally different and we would not be able to do that right. definitely without with the time no, remaining on this term so we are actually distracting ourselves by being caught up so much into the whole impeachment conversation we need to change that conversation but i don't want to sully the argument to put Bill Cosby, R. Kelly against what's going on with the Catholic Church. We need to remove ourselves from right. that because whatever Bill Cosby did, even though I have very strong opinions about that, anything that he did, if he did something wrong, is inexcusable. So let us not weigh what he did against that. But let us still bring to the forefront, which I believe the gentleman was trying to do, that is a problem. That is a concern. 
how they're handling it and what's going on is a problem because it's not so much as that with Bill Cosby he was allowed to continue to do whatever it was that he was doing illegally. The issue is that in the Catholic Church they are though because what happens with them if they get anybody reporting against them against any type of molestation or anything like that they get moved to another yeah, church. Yeah, that's what, that's what happened. And so you're essentially just subjecting more and more young people to this criminal behavior. But and so we need to address that. I'm confused. Where are the parents? Who just leaving their kids with these but creepy-ass priests? I mean, I just don't understand. Where are the parents? When we went to church growing up, I, I went to Catholic church and I went to Baptist church. I never had a long time with no priest or no pastor. I've never had a long time with a man until I was an adult. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I had my uncles. They were all amazing. But i that's the same thing the way you said, R. Kelly, uh, those folks pushed the kids off to... I mean, I think these people know Absolutely. these kids are getting molested and they're not doing anything about it. Everybody knows. Yeah, but they're saying it's happening it's, in CPS now. I don't know if you guys, I mean, the, the numbers that came out last week are staggering. CPS, Chicago Public School System. Hell, they're saying one in three every day is being uh, touched or there's a complaint that is lodged against one of the people inside the school. Well, I will tell you, I know a lot of Chicago Public School teachers some I really love, some of my good friends. Some of these guys are creepy as hell. And I, I literally sometimes want to wear shirts. Do not touch me. You a teacher? Stop touching me. What are you grabbing me for? Why are you so aggressive? You know what I'm saying? So I can understand. I can believe that's true. We need to, I mean, I really don't know what we need to do, but people need to keep their damn hands to themselves. But Period. It's, a Please. it's a learned behavior. I'm sorry, what you say? Okay, I'm, I'm, I heard something in my ear. What were you saying? I said part of that is also a learned behavior that's going on with our young people yes. in the home. And so people, mis- like I said, people mistakenly think that I somehow defend R. Kelly. That's not what I do at all because, honestly, the, he should have never been handed to the courts in the first place. We should have took care of that in our own neighborhood, but that's a whole other conversation. But the issue that I have as it relates to R. Kelly is that so many people are so focused on R. Kelly and jumping on the same bag wagon, but they're still sitting at the table with their molester. Right. And so you don't hide behind your pain right. and hide Say behind your, your hurt pushing so hard for somebody else to get vindication or to get justice. We need for each other to speak on our pain to bring it to the forefront so that we can teach our children what to look for in the signs and everything like that. Kids are allowing themselves to be touched in school because they're getting touched at home. So what's the difference? How do I decipher the difference? We teach our kids who they are to respect, what leadership looks like, and things of that nature. So if my grandfather is the pastor but he's touching me what difference is that going to make for me if my principal is touching me too exactly. i'm as a chi- as a child i'm not able to distinguish the wrong because nobody's saying anything because people are looking the other way in the home and looking the other way in the community i'm not going to get out there and be the big person to be like oh let's bring r kelly down or whatever whatever because my justice is a little bit different but i am going to be the person that's going to say you know what and R. Kelly's in jail right now, but where's your molester? And how many other molesters are right. in our communities right now? Right. And how many other molesters are in our schools right now? So if we're not going to address it as a whole, exactly. then I can't be a part of that bandwagon exactly. hop on because I think it's the popular thing to do or whatever, whatever. And I'm going to hop on this white woman Me Too movement right. to do all of this other stuff, which is not benefiting black women the way that it needs to right. be. Mm. So, like, if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The problems that are persistent in CPS, is it, it's persistent 
because we're not looking at what's going on in our children. Yes. And I bet you if they break those statistics down by race, it's going to be our children. It is. Right. You know exactly. it is. You know it is. Exactly. I, I mean, the headline said what it said, but you are absolutely correct, and I would agree with you on that. Yeah. All right, roundtable. we got to move on. I'm telling you, we probably could give a dissertation on that. All right, so here's a, it's a very interesting story to me. A New York woman, uh, allegedly, she read obituaries to burglarized homes and families who were away at the funerals. 26-year-old Latanya Stewart. Um, she was arraigned on Wednesday, 22 counts on an indictment of uh, a string of burglaries. Uh, was she smart or is this disgusting? I got, you know, like literally she was looking at the obituaries, saw who was going to the funerals, would break in and, uh, and rob. <laughs> it's innovative. And is, is that not a, <laughs> that's not nothing new. Oh, man. Is that, is that an old, is that an old con? Aren't we told to be careful with the way social media exactly. is right now? Yeah. Oh, we exactly. to, oh I'm, I'm on my way to Miami. Yeah, you are on your way to Miami, but yeah, somebody's at your door going exactly. through it right now while you're on the plane. Yeah. Uh, People tell that every step. Some people are always like, they'll call me be like, oh, you at the rooftop right now? Can I meet you there? I'm like, that was three days ago. I never check in <laughs> when I'm there. Right, right. Everybody knows I'm at the radio station right now, but I have cameras on my phone and they alert me every time somebody walk up to my front and my back door. There it you is. You know, so. That's right. what social media does. Yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha. We want people to know everything about Why us. though? I, don't I mean, when I say everything, I mean Everything. everything exactly but yeah. that's not a social media thing she, that's the avenue she was in, but it's the same thing right you know when you put the notice in you're knowing that these are already rich people who are putting these full page ads or notices in or whatever we don't do that no we if don't grandma and them die we call the cousin with the biggest <laughs> mouth and she get the word out when we do group people, text now we do oh, we man. do group text oh, for the people die they the make sure that there's a whole way, right? you know a whole ad this is the time this is the place this is blah 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 yeah. or whatever and then you can just search the people's stuff i mean it's disrespectful on so many levels so. or whatever and, I mean, whatever punishment they hand down to, I'm not going to be like, ooh, free that sister. I, I can't do that. Right, <laughs> exactly. You cannot break into people's homes. That's very, like, personal. That's, a, that's a violation. That's a violation. That's a violation. That's a violation. It is. It's like rape and breaking into people's homes. Yeah, you just don't like, do you it. You can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so let me ask you this question. So let me let, turn the page, right? Um, Lollapalooza is going on this weekend, right? <laughs> I saw it. So, but here's my question. With, with all the stuff that is going on, uh, like just recently, the mass shooting that happened earlier this week with the, the, the Gilroy Garlic Festival left three people dead and a dozen injured. What happened out in Vegas um, at, at that concert? Mm -hmm. um, Lollapalooza, right? I guess my question is, is it safe to go to these concerts, or are there specific concerts that we should avoid going to? I mean, so when it's your time to die, it's your time to die. You, you know, know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. saying. So you, know? you must you not have seen what happened at Lala today. Yeah. I did you not see it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was craziness. Oh, no, when the kids jumped over the fence yeah. and they got hurt? Oh, no, they didn't get they hurt. Didn't get hurt. They no. just caught the little, the little, the little fella with the one leg. They could have let him. Yeah, yeah they could have let. No, him, no. What happened? They could have let him go. No. So <laughs> several hundred kids appear to have broken into Lollapalooza for the most part. Yeah. And so that does go to your question though, because yeah. it was so easy for them to then get into there. So a shooter could easily yes. have jumped in yes. with a gun yes. and, and shot it up. Yeah. Yeah. So the bigger question again, and that's 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 what I'm asking. Um, is it, should we be, are there certain concerts we should not be attending? No, week? you have to live your life. If it's a concert you want to go to, go, have a good time. But I am happy that my 20-year-old son did not 
ask me for um, money or tickets to go to Lollapalooza because I wouldn't be here enjoying it, enjoying the time with y'all. I would be a nervous wreck, a nervous wreck. I wouldn't even be able to to function if I knew my son was out there in that crowd. Is it just white people yeah. shooting up these concerts? Is it white people? Are, is it white people concerts that these? Uh, the majority of this stuff is happening there. Yes, well, I don't shooting? know. I don't pay well, attention I would to say, yes. Well, I would say I've not seen a shooting. <laughs> Uh, of this nature at any concerts headlined by black people. Um, but we fight. Yeah, we, we fight. Oh, no, we always fight. Oh, we, we smoke weed and we fight. That's it. Yeah. Then we go home. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? But, that's, but, but, that's it. but I don't allow my children enough. to go to those concerts either. Me neither. They hate it now. So yeah. yeah. Before they just go with the flow. Now it's like, mine for real? And it's like, yeah, for real, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I just think we just need to be more conscious of things that's going on. Yes. Because when you look at all the things that's going on, if you really took it to the ninth degree, you'll be in your house forever. You will. But they're setting it up, McKinley. They're setting it up for us, society, when I say, for us to be in our homes, which is why social media and everything else, you can order sex now. They can come to your house. You can order sex dolls. Your food can be ordered from a grocery store, and they're going to bring your food to you. You, They're making it where they're preparing people that you are going to have to remain in your house. In my humble opinion, that's just that's my theory. So if you went to any decent school in the city of Chicago, you read a George Orwell book. We are essentially reverting back to a totalitarian kind of thing with how we lived on Animal Farm, how we lived during um, 1984, things of that nature. So, yeah, we are going to that where you're just going to look through your camera mm-hmm. and see everything that's going and everything is essentially brought to you. But yes. like she said, you still have to live your life. Yes. We just got to see and be more honest about what it is that we're setting ourselves up for. And the government control, I'm not one of those conspiracy theorist type, type people, but the government control is going to be something else when it happens. Already is. Already is. It is. With that, you know, that, that, that debacle that's happening down there at the border. Um, and, you know, I mean, even what we're talking about here right now, but it's being put in front of us right. is what I'm saying. And we, we, some of us are not paying attention to right. it. Right. Getting yeah. off the grid. I'm always asking these questions. All right, I got to take a quick break. All right, so, all right I got to take, take, take a quick break, and then we will be back. I'm loving this roundtable. It's the Kendall Moore Show. I'm telling you, you guys are, like, fantastic with these conversations tonight. You're listening to Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation, on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. Folks, 50 minutes after the hour, that means it's 10 minutes before I get ready to get up out of here. I want to thank all my guests from earlier today. Big shout. Uh, make sure I announce them before I get ready to get up out of here. In the meantime, I wrap it up with this lit roundtable. Hey, listen, last uh, last little nugget uh, before we before we go. Uh, I never have enough time, but I will say this openly. 
Y'all have this has been a lit round table. Yes. Very well balanced. Yes. I love I'm it. With these I'm, gonna have to, look, I'm gonna have to have you three back at the <laughs> same gonna, time the next time. Please like, do. And give you an extra half an hour. Yes. Uh, I would on, pray. On I would pray real. for them, but it might go through. So I'm not gonna pray for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't take cues no Right. So so here's the thing. And so here's here's the next thing. He, she, or they. Companies are starting to address calls for gender neutral workplaces. Got into a heated argument earlier this week, earlier this month, with my colleague. Um, one, of, well, well, with my colleague, um, he was like, "Kendall, I'm tired of having to conform to make other people feel comfortable. If I if I don't if they, if I don't bother them, why are they bothering me? Why do I have to now learn all of these new things?" Um, it's too much. The field that I work in, I'm like, look, man, humanism, equality for all. I, exactly. I, ain't, I, ain't exactly. Got, I don't have no argument with you. But it can it and or is it too much for some people? No, like the reality in the tough. it's not too much. It's not too much. We have to conform. Yeah, I'm we, not. We, well, I no. feel. Uh, for right, example, that's why I'm asking the question. Go ahead. For example, right, if someone is a man and then they want to be a woman, now, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm, it's a he, I'm going to still call him he, but you can say they. You don't, I mean, you, you don't have to say she or you don't have to say her, but you can say they, they, to be they. gender neutral. Okay, I gotcha. think it's out of respect. You can't, dis- like, my name is Andrea Lynn. My nickname is Fuzzy since birth. So when I meet people and I say my name is Andrea, oh, I say my name is Fuzzy, well, your mom ain't name you that I don't, what am I going to call you? Who the hell are you? I, you do what I tell you to do. Right, right, I, right. If I say my name Fuzzy, my name Fuzzy, period, you know. So I feel that if Susie want to be Sam tomorrow, then I'm going to call Susie Sam. I, who cares? You know, we have other stuff to be worried about. I got a bunch of stuff to be worried about, whether if Susie want to be Sam. You know, love yourself, you'll love other people. It really doesn't matter. You got know? you, twin. Hey, man, you- Quit confusing me. <laughs> I mean, if, I, if, if, if you want to be, if, you, if you're a he and you want to be a she, go for it. If you're a she want to be a he, go for it. Just don't get mad at me. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Right. That's what you want. That's what you want. And so I'm not going to conform and say, well, uh, no, no, no. Look, leave me alone. Leave, look, leave me alone. <laughs> I have to take the words of Solomon because see, Solomon says, he who argues with his creator yes. is in trouble. Yes. And here's what I mean by that. If you have the power, understand me. I know you're going to get some calls. That's why I'm glad we're in. If you have the power to change yourself. Yes. I'm not talking external. I'm talking internal. If you have that kind of power, that means you have more power than God. Just think about that for a minute. That's what that means to me. So if that's what you want, that's fine. But I don't have to buy into that. I so do not have to buy into that. If I'm Sally not, I'm is not Sam, you're you. not going to call him Sam? I'm not, it depends on what Sam is to me. Okay. I don't, okay. I'm not, I don't have to even, buy into even, it. Even in the work environment where it's required, because they're, the companies are now making it re, a requirement. Yes. Whatever's you on to. your name tag, that's what I'm calling you. But there, what I don't want go. you to do is don't get mad at me because, see, here's my problem. When you get, we get into discussion and you upset with me because I don't buy into the idea. I don't have to buy into that. That's what you believe. Yeah. And if that's what you believe, then that's what you believe. But yes. do not get mad at me because I will not conform to your ideas. Yes. Yeah. 
I that's it. Now, when you get into that, I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. If, if, does that mean we, we can't be friends? If that's what that means, then that's what that means. But I don't have to buy into your ideas. I won't disrespect you. I think that you should have a, a right to all. If you want it, go for it. I don't but think I don't anybody to should get, be mad about anybody's opinions. Folk are getting upset. You know, I should be this. They're comparing this to, to the civil rights. and all. No, civil rights, that's, that was a choice. You understand? I feel. Now, when it comes to my identity. Yeah. Whose idea was it? Yeah. First of all, that's the question. When it comes to my sexuality, whose idea was that? See, when you answer that, then we can have a discussion. So you're saying that people are not born that way? You tell me. Hmm. Justice. So, fortunately for me, I am my own boss, so I don't have that workplace issue. Yes. I can respect anything that anybody wants me to refer to them as. So if you started off Sheila and now you're Sam, I am absolutely going to receive you, love you, yes. care for you as Sam. I would never, ever, ever be so small to take issue with that. However, the problem for me where it comes to that is that your insistence that I change everything right. that I've known to be true my whole life mm. or everything that I've done my entire life instantly. So you want that instant change. So if I've been saying he, she all my life, I'm not going to wake up on Monday morning and say he and she. And you're not going to put me in a position where there's going to cause problems for, me, problems for me because I don't say he and she. I'm not them and they and nobody. I'm going to say him and her. And most so people don't trip. You know, I have a, I have a couple of gay cousins. We yeah. be kicking. And I would be like, girl, I be like, my fault. Uh, they be like, oh, it's okay, because that's just how we're talking. You know, so most people are not as sensitive and uptight about the whole situation. Right. You know, so we just live. We got to live and be happy. But and we're enjoy, back to the you know? government piece, though. Now yeah. this government is forcing it. Right. Yeah. Workplace. And the, we it, have it, to it, understand yeah. the power that's being ceded in these situations. Yes. We're not paying attention, and we have to pay attention. I'm one of the biggest LGBTQI advocates, you know, in my community because yes. that's hard to be from the hood and yeah. to have that. And I've been that way since birth. However, it can't be such that it's punitive because people don't immediately conform to what it is that you think that they should do. And we have to look at the power within that. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of our mayor right now, but I do find it troubling that you cannot mention her without saying that she's a lesbian. Her being a lesbian truthfully has nothing to do with her merits. Her accomplishments within her life are admirable by themselves. Yeah. You don't have to say that she was a top college graduate or what she did at her law firm and how successful she's been and then tap that off by saying, and she's a lesbian, to make her seem like she's more legitimate. No, she's a black woman I that feel did what, you, what I, she I, yeah. I, I feel yeah. what you just said. You understand what I'm saying? I, I feel what you and just we said. have to understand the play that's going on here. And it's not going to stop anything that I've ever done as an advocate, but anybody that knows me, don't don't think that I'm going to ever be fake and phony and not say what I truthfully feel. And I can still love you, but say, you know what, I have a problem with that. And if you love me back, you're going to receive and respect my position so that we can come to a happy medium. But we're not always doing that. Because in the workplace, if somebody, you send an email and you don't say they or them, you are now being subject to some type of punitive action. Yeah, yeah. And that's problematic. And that's what we're moving to. Yeah, yeah. And so, right, now you're in trouble because you have not conformed to company right. policy, but because now officially it is policy. So head down to HR. <laughs> you stay in the HR office, I'm sure. in HR. Folks, I got to get ready to get up out of here. Hey, listen, let me thank the three of you, Justice McKinley, Fuzzy, 
I have had a blast here this Friday. I'm telling you, you hey, y'all made my Friday night. I want to thank the WVON listening audience. Always, I'm here every Friday night, of course, from 6 until 9 p.m. Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON, AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. What's up?